Groove is the South African dictionary definition of clubbing or wild partying. And it's such a fun and interesting practice to me. Fun in the sense that it genuinely looks like people who partake in it always have a great time. Interesting for the truth that something almost always happens that is completely unrelated to the event or the venue people showed up to. It's also very interesting for its popularity. Like all across the country, in every city, township, village, there's always a spot solely dedicated to groove. And if you just manage to make it to as many of these events as possible, you officially earn the title of Groovist. That's just how we affirm you now. You're a Groovist. I've been to a couple of these events, have seen others attend a lot more, and I don't really get it. So, Groovist, lend me your ears and let's talk about it. My name is Martin King and you are listening to Confessions of a Creative Conversationalist. Let's get into it. All right, so I'm going to spend the majority of our time together talking about the things I don't understand about groove culture, the people who partake in it, and some key takeaways we can all learn, whether you're a groovist yourself or you're just listening to this because you know someone who is. In which case, share this episode with them. I might catch some flack, but whatever. Before I do that, though, I think it's only fair that both sides of the conversation be acknowledged because... Although there are some things that don't make sense or appeal to me, I don't hold the belief that groove is bad and that people who attend these types of events are all crazy. Instead, I think the origins of groove culture, particularly for South Africa, are very, very good. We have always been a diverse nation and part of what that means is there is (laughs) generally a lot that can separate us, like If we commit ourselves to looking for differences about each other as reasons why we shouldn't interact with each other, we can easily find them because they're there. (laughs) But, and this is where it gets amazing, there are so many instances where we remember that in spite of our language barriers and cultural or political differences, we are still all African and are therefore one people. Very few platforms hold the power of reinforcing this exact message beyond doubt, like music. This is like, if you want to bring South Africans together, this is how you do it. And the musicians of the past understood this so much so that a lot of great music was not made to be uh, introspective, at least not originally. Like, certainly if you were trying to break into the club scene, you didn't put out music that made people think about their problems and get sad. You instead put out music that celebrated life or made fun of something people may have taken too seriously. The point was and is to bring people together so they can have a good time. That's groove in a nutshell. Different people coming together in one place to socialize and have a good time over some music and drinks. And again, considering all that tends to divide us, this is brilliant. It brings us together like the community we're supposed to be. And now that that's out the way, (laughs) we kind of made groove culture to be 
a little more than what it was originally meant to be, especially over the last few decades. Like I said, I've been to a few groove events with some friends, and it always seems like a lot more happens than just socializing, dancing, and having a good time while drinking. Which, by the way, all of those activities are kind of what's advertised on the poster of each event. It's literally come out to this location, get together with some people, a local DJ will be on the decks and alcohol will be for sale. Or you can just bring a cooler box, which is simple enough, right? Until I experience some things that aren't normal, but they've been normalized. And those are two different things, y'all. Like things can be normal, like ordinary to human human being behavior, but at the same time, things can be normalized that aren't very human or very good for human beings. You you kind of get the picture, right? We, we've normalized a lot of things. And the same is true for groove culture. Some things have just been normalized. So everyone just kind of goes along with them. And hear me out on this one. Before the event, we're all given a time. This is when the event starts, 6 p.m. till late. Great. 6 p.m. arrives and a certain number of people start walking in. They've got their tickets. They're ready to groove. But groove doesn't really start happening until at least 10 p.m. And here's one of the reasons why. There's an almost unwritten rule that you never arrive at the event when the event is supposed to start. You, you instead arrive a few hours later because too early is too boring, but you walk in late enough, then yeah, that's, that's when it's happening. So it's very common to find yourself ready to go at the set time. Maybe you're excited to see some artists perform, but your groovish friends are like, nah, bro, it's probably whack. Let's walk in there two hours late and guarantee the party will be lit, which to me is, is funny. Like, come on now, like this, it's, it's really, really funny. I'm not going to lie. I, I really don't understand the mentality because on the one hand, you guys who fancy walking in late are indirectly saying in order for the party to be lit, people have to show up to the party and, you know, the party has to be full of people pretty much, which is great. I'm totally with that. But the solution being let's all in this car show up long after the event kicks off is where you lose me. Because if as many people in your area think the exact same thought at the exact same time, then we essentially have a hundred people waiting at the gate or the door after Groove has started because they don't think anyone would be around when it started. Or at least they didn't think anybody would be around when the event started. But if they all just showed up when it started, wouldn't the party begin at the same time? Like, th th that's what you Groovists need to level me on. Like, if we all arrived at the same time. And this this probably also applies to not only grooving at public public events or public spaces, but what if I actually host a party at my place and I let you guys know, 6 p.m., y'all be there. You can't necessarily all have the same mindset that we're all going to rock up to Martin's place at 10 p.m. Because... Well, if we, show up at, if we show up at six, that joint's likely to be boring. So yeah, let me show up at 10, make an entrance. And you know, it, it just doesn't 
make sense. It, the mindset doesn't make sense to me. It's like people who complain that a bus is never full and ready to go when they get there. So they're all just going to stay away while indirectly ignoring the fact that if they all just show up when they're supposed to, the bus can leave sooner. So the latecomers mentality is one of the things I just don't understand about Groove. Or maybe this is more on Groovists rather than Groove itself. But anyway, once we're all in the venue, you quickly learn that promoters and event organizers typically book local talent for like the whole day or night. So most Groove events will typically last for more than eight hours, even though that doesn't necessarily mean you should stay beyond your time, which kind of provides my second issue with Groove. These events are unnecessarily long, y'all. I'll be honest, the longest I've stayed at a Groove event was almost nine hours. And that's honest to God truth, almost nine hours. But at least three of those hours were spent actually engaging with people, having a drink or enjoying the music. And the other four or five hours, sitting in my car, on the phone with my woman, or pulling the back seat just so I could take a nap. I know, shame on me forever doing that. But honestly, shame on you. How do y'all groove for over nine, <laughs> for over nine hours? And this is totally the introvert in me speaking. But but how? Or what are you doing for more than nine hours at Groove, uninterrupted? Like, how many drinks can a person have in nine hours? Is it like a competition of how many one can down or how many one can smoke until you can't feel your head or the rest of your body? Yes, there are some of you who dance, but for nine hours? Even socializing gets tiring after at least two, but y'all are there for nine. Some of you even 12 via six to six. It, it doesn't make sense. It's normalized, of course, but it doesn't make sense. The funniest interaction I've ever witnessed at Groove, literally, was between my friends who were arguing. Well, they weren't really arguing. That's kind of exaggerated. But they were having some kind of back and forth about what time was best to leave the event. And they were having this back and forth at midnight. Like, like at 12 o'clock, it's, it's dark outside. <laughs> and y'all are having a debate about when is the most appropriate time to leave. And what made this back and forth hilarious was the fact that nobody really had a good reason why we should all leave. But... Nobody also knew why we should stay. <laughs> it was just, uh, well, it makes sense to leave because it's midnight and the streets aren't safe. But we should also stay because it's late. And why not leave the event at 4 a.m.? Like, why not, why not feel that, uh, that rebellious? I don't know if that was like a rebellious spirit. Just to be like, I'm going back to my mom's place at 4 a.m. And she's not doing anything about it. You know, it's like... There's an association with how fun a Groove event was, with how long we stayed and how likely we are to be an absolute mess the morning after. And, and y'all are just like, okay with that. Y'all are really just like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is. And I, to which I just reply, okay, but I have the right to say I don't understand. 
and I'm exercising that right. But at the same time, maybe I do. And this next thing is going to be deep because y'all are really, really wild. Really, really wild. I think it's clear to me that even though people don't openly admit it, some of y'all groove because you're either trying to cope with a personal problem or avoid it altogether. Which, when I think about one of the reasons I gave earlier as to why Groove exists, which is, of course, to give people a platform to forget about their problems and simply be happy, maybe even make some new friends, I understand. It makes sense then that you would get away from life just to party for the night. But the extreme cases of this are still very worrying to see. It's like... You're not feeling too good. Life is a mess emotionally or relationally. So you go out intending to groove out and have some fun. But then fun turns into a complete escape from life. And I mean a complete escape from everything you stand for and believe in. Which then leads to stories we see and hear every other weekend of, hey, someone ordered alcohol beyond what they could afford. And when the bill came and they were stressed out, Another person stood close by to film them in their frustration and make light of the matter on Twitter. Like we literally see this almost every other weekend on Twitter where some, something is happening at a club or something is happening during Groove. Or this person was so in the moment that they forgot their inner relationship or married and they ended up cheating on their partner. Which, even if you're not on good terms with your partner, is never okay sleeping with someone, waking up the next morning and not knowing who they are. Guys, girls, that is never okay. And my intention is not to virtue signal with this. I'm not trying to be self-righteous or paint myself the better person here. But a conversation can be had about things that aren't normal to the point that they're even dangerous to engage in without anyone accusing anyone of trying to be better than because when people start to lose their morals over something that was originally intended to be a good thing, then, you know, you've got to slow it down a little and admit that some part of groove culture tends to be very unhelpful. Take, for example, Fire Festival. You remember that? The greatest show that never happened? I actually rewatched one of the documentaries they did on this by pure coincidence as I was planning this episode, by the way. And do you know what stood out to me was not the fact that anyone could pull off an event failure that big, but the fact that leading up to the event, there were serious red flags, like people even shouting from the mountaintops about how this definitely couldn't be real. Artists, major artists, either pulling out of the event or not even confirming themselves if they would be performing in spite of the fact that they were advertised to perform. All the warning signs were there. And yet this excited group of people still flew to the Bahamas anyway. I think this reveals something about party culture as you would have it in America, but all the same with groove culture in South Africa too. There is a huge element of escapism. It's like people can be so eager to escape the current circumstances of their life to chase this pleasure-filled experience without a worry in the world, even if that means risking paying so much money for a literal scam. And again, 
The argument here will never be that none of us can simply let loose and just party without a care in the world. But for me, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it becomes very concerning when we use something that has so much potential to be good all by itself. Like groove and, and groove culture has so much potential to be good and safe and healthy all by itself. But it becomes concerning when we start to use that thing as a way to cope with or avoid parts of ourselves that we don't understand or enjoy. I saw this tweet that comes to mind as I'm saying that. Don't even remember who wrote it, but the person writes, I wish I had gotten more drunk last night. Said no person ever. And that has to hit so close to home because on the one hand, it's true. Anybody would look ridiculous for wishing they were more drunk. But it also has to hit home because the way some of you guys approach Groove, it's like your one opportunity to test how strong your liver is and how much alcohol you can down. And this is yet another funny thing about these spaces for me. It's the fact that you can literally get shamed for only having one drink. You know, it's like, what? So I prefer to do what it says on the bottle, drink responsibly. I don't want to get drunk or do anything stupid. Plus some of the stuff y'all be drinking tastes like crap. Sorry, but not really. And because I don't prefer to overindulge and because some of you don't prefer to overindulge, we get called lightweights as if they some kind of heavyweight championship belt for how much booze you can down. Like, bro, shut up with that. It's really funny. You see, the, these things we've normalized, like deliberately wanting to wake up the next morning with a headache or your body just rebelling against you, you puking all over the place, aren't actually normal. We've made it okay to live like this. Like, like it's very popular to live like this. You can literally go on Twitter and brag about how, how deep or how terrible of a hangover you're having. And, and most people will be okay with it, but it's actually not normal. And in fact, it's very unhelpful, even for the sake of groove culture, right? So that's my whole thing with groove. I appreciate the concept and where it, where it originates from and what it was intended to be. But I also feel like since then, groove has also become about so much else and so much else that is wrong with our society, but we've just kind of made it normal. It's a conversation that needs to be started. And maybe now at the beginning of the year is great because we finished all the festive season grooving. And as people like to say, very tellingly so, reality is kicking in, right? And, and that's a very telling statement because it's like you know, the year starts and you say reality has kicked in. It's like it's almost very clear that the person is saying that, well, Groove is my chance to live in fantasy or, you know, the holiday season is just the chance to engage in all of these very, you know, pleasure-filled, borderline hedonistic ways of living, uh, hedonistic lifestyle, so to speak, alcohol, money, girls, all that stuff. Um, and then when I actually have to be responsible and take my life seriously and be a decent human being, well, then reality has kicked in, right? So, it's a little funny, y'all. It really, really is. And so what are some takeaways from this? Well, first and foremost, what do you think? 
Am I fair in my assessment of groove or do I have a harsh look out? Perhaps you agree, perhaps you don't. Either way, I just hope you consider the heart of what I'm saying and hopefully groove for the right reasons and not the wrong ones. I think that's what I'm trying to achieve with this particular episode and this particular confession. It's, let me add to the conversation around groove. I'm obviously not a fan of it, but I'm not completely outside of it either. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually reject an invitation to come out and groove with a friend. But again, it's like bearing in mind the things I've mentioned in this episode, like you really have to be careful sometimes. And so it's a contribution to the conversation. Think about it. Consider it. Uh, Don't tell me it's not that deep because it is. I mean, there are so many other worse things that I didn't mention, which, you know, for example, people actually dying from from going to groove, people who go outside and don't come back that night, um, either because there was a shooting at a club or at a tavern or or some violence just erupted. Somebody broke a bottle and tried to stab the other person. Maybe they even did. Like, you know, I've 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 experienced these moments and having grown up with people who kind of lived groove culture as well. Uh, it's not been strange for me to see some of these people come back the morning after either very bloodied or we get the call midnight that, well, this person is actually not coming back home immediately. They're going to spend the night in the hospital all because of just senseless groove violence. And again, perhaps when I think about it, when I think about it, like towards the end of this episode, perhaps the issue is is not with groove specifically, like the concept of groove and the practice of groove is actually a good thing. And there can be multiple defenses for it and and defenses which I feel are very reasonable and very agreeable too. Like I actually quite, quite, quite agree with them a lot. But the people that actually go to groove can make groove to be something that it shouldn't be or something that it, like it, it just should, should never actually turn into like like people turn it into a business for example which if you're a promoter or the one who owns the venue or the tavern or whatever that's great but it's completely different when it's a business as in you're pimping out girls to you know go to groove you're paying them a certain amount to be there with you or to even be your side chick which Again, that's just wild when you're married or when you're in, in an actual committed relationship. It's it's really, really weird. Like, like, you know, it's just a lot of these things that are supposed to not be human or normalized. Like, like things that we wouldn't even feel proud saying out loud are happening in these spaces. And I feel that that also sends like a certain subliminal message or sometimes even a very clear message to the youngsters who are coming up and are kind of seeing their big brothers and their big sisters living this groove life and doing this and doing that, like coming back home with a different girl every single night or a different man every single night. And it's like, you know, the, the kids think of that as normal and, and they can't wait to get out of their mom's house or receive enough responsibility or, 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 or enough, I guess, numbers to their age for them to be like, you know what? We're going to go out right now and we're going to do the exact same thing you guys, the current generation, are doing, right? So, so it's worth considering if these things are, are actually right to do. I believe they're not. And perhaps you're listening to this and you've engaged in one or two of them or more. 
or maybe even champion them. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, put you to shame or, or, or name drop you or anything, but it's like, reconsider, brother. Reconsider, sister. The, the effects that this is having, not only on your body and, and just your own life, like even if you is all you care about, the fact of the matter is your life is directly or indirectly having an impact on society. It's directly or indirectly having an impact on the people who are looking at you, whether you know it or not, young or old, right? So it's worth considering if we, we would like to actually continue with this kind of behavior um, and if it actually looks good on us for the long term, especially considering that, well, you won't be 21 all, all the time. You won't even be 30 every single time. You're, you're literally going to grow and you're going to change. And, you know, I guess you kind of want to ask yourself, do I want to carry this with me into an older age? Right. So that's my rant, to be honest with you. And if you want to take it a step further and share your thoughts with me, follow me on Twitter at Martin Unfiltered. Links in the description and leave a comment under my latest tweet. And please do share this episode with a fellow Groovist so we can invite more people to the conversation. It seems to be very interesting and I'm pretty sure it'll catch some level of attention because it's a very popular thing, not only in South Africa, but in the world. But in any case, that's my confession. And until the next one, do take care.